0: Just because a label states that an ingredient is present in a supplement you're taking doesn't mean you're obtaining its full benefit. The key is bioavailability how much is absorbed, and gets to where it's needed. That's why I recommend and use Future Farm Botanicals. Future Farm sources the most potent, highest quality ingredients, and then uses liposomal technology to assure optimal uptake. All Future Farm formulas are custom organic blends, crafted from the finest raw ingredients by certified chemists and herbalists. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while, addressing a variety of issues, from inflammation to immune support. I use their supplements, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you, listeners of Intelligence, medicine for more information and order call 888-841-7216 888-841-7216 or go to myfuturefarm.com slash hoffman that's my future p-h-a-r-m com slash hoffman all future farm products are all natural science-based and work without adverse side effects myfuturefarm.com slash hoffman Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I think you'll find today's podcast especially interesting because it has to do with a very, very fundamental question. Should you have confidence in the supplements you buy, what about the quality? Well, there's a lot of people who say uh, it's, uh, it's just a, a kind of a wild West out there when it comes to supplements. Uh, you don't know what you're getting. Uh, There may be contaminants, uh, there may be uh, pesticide residues, heavy metals. Uh, These are people who are critics of the supplement industry, which they say is basically unregulated. Uh, Today's guest is someone who is doing something about that. She is Sandra Lee, CEO of an outfit called NJ Labs. 85 years in the industry, uh, they began... Uh, testing for food quality back in the 1930s. uh, And they went on to now test pharmaceuticals, but also nutraceuticals. Uh, Sandra is CEO of NJ Labs. Uh, They serve the pharmaceutical, nutraceutical, dietary supplement, cosmetic, and dairy and food industries. But also, uh, they've uh, lately taken an interest in quality control for cannabis and CBD And that's a big issue because there are all kinds of products out there. And, you know, how potent are they? Are they adulterated? What's the deal? Uh, She's going to shed light on how we can make sure that the supplements that we consume are safe and effective. Sandra, it's a pleasure having you on Intelligent Medicine. Thanks very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Hoffman. Thank you for having me, and I hope that everyone can join in this on the on the conversation as we listen and talk about um, what's going on in the testing industry.
0: Indeed. Uh, okay. So, so uh, now you uh, test for uh, vitamins, minerals, nutraceuticals, uh, but also uh, CBD products. So, so, so first of all, first question is: Is it mandatory? For supplement companies to utilize uh, your services and, and labs like yours to assure quality, or, or is it you know just a voluntary thing?
1: No, that's actually a really good question, and a lot of people are not aware that the FDA actually is heavily involved in the supplement industry. It's not as to the same extent as the pharma industry. But definitely in the supplement industry, we get audited, manufacturers get audited. Um, people who sell the products are very familiar with a term called Certificate of Analysis they have to submit. And one of the biggest, like the 900-pound gorilla in the room is how Amazon's been able to help improve that movement in regulating supplements better, yeah. uh, more efficiently, more accurately, um, because it's really hard. It's really hard because botanicals and, you know, supplements can come from many different countries, many different types of farms, and it's really hard to have full control over that.
0: Exactly. I mean, there, um, there's some concerns about uh, supplements, for example, from China, from India, and of course, pharmaceutical yeah. medications. Lately, there've been some recalls of medications, even common over-the-counter medications like Zantac, because of impurities. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. perhaps that's something that your uh, lab is alerting to.
1: Yeah, so because of the supply chain issue with people getting sick, not having the manpower, not having everything up to par, even before COVID, it's been a struggle. And then during COVID, it's become even more difficult to control. So what our lab does is even, you know, from pharma to supplement to cannabis, we work with a lot of our clients who do care about the quality. Um, not just because they have to be, but because they want to make sure that they're putting out good products because recall, number one, is incredibly expensive. Yep. And second of all, they don't want to hurt anybody too. And marketing is, yep. is, yeah, exactly. So a lot of times they do contact us. Hey, we're going to market this product. Like, can you test for it? So, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times testing can be very complicated and complex. Not all products are the same. Um, I have to say testing for supplements is, much more difficult and complicated than testing for pharmaceutical because mm-hmm. it's synthesized in the pharma industry, but yep. botanicals and supplements, um, it could be ginger, but depending on the soil or the country or the water, um, heavy metals in the soil or pesticides they use, they all come out differently. So definitely coming from other countries, there's been a lot more adulterants, a lot more impurities that people should be concerned about because Um, you know, they're giving it to their family and friends and their own children, too, at the same time.
0: There's been a lot of concern about uh, uh, Ayurvedic medications, uh, but also traditional Chinese medications uh, that sometimes Mm -hmm. actually deliberately have things added to them. Sometimes pharmaceutical drugs. I I remember a recall on uh, an arthritis formula from china this is way mm-hmm. back when 20 30 years ago mm-hmm. uh and you know people just loved it it really was great for the arthritis turns out it was laced with prednisone uh and <laughs> in other instances we have uh, deliberate addition of harmful substances like mercury uh to traditional mm-hmm. formulas uh in countries where the standards are less stringent frankly and then it's imported here and people are exposed to it
1: yeah definitely every country has different regulations Um, we work with largely the USP, which is United States Pharmacopeia. They kind of work right across the street, basically, from the FDA. Um, and they're kind of the standard. They're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. There's no organization that's perfect, but they definitely help guide, you know, the, the regulations and set some standards. Um, but Europe has their own, China has their own, India. Um, So it's really difficult when every country has different standards, and I know they're working on harmonizing it across the board, but that's going to take a really long time. Um, Just updating one test method could take many years because they need to collect data, they need um, support from other laboratories or other companies. So in those supplements that um, people are taking, whether it's You know, the Chinese herbal medication um, and anything that's laced. It's either because of lack of research, lack of support, lack of quality system, or sometimes it's just they think, hey, this is going to make the product work and people are going to want to buy it. So it's like sometimes a marketing tool. There's so many moving parts that comes into play when it comes to supplements.
0: So. Uh, what are some of the most egregious examples of things that you've spotted when analyzing supplements? Have there been some real uh, horror stories that you've alerted uh, manufacturers (laughs) to?
1: Not horror stories. I'd have to say that um, we're also selective with who we work with because we want to work with people who do care about the quality. Um, And if it comes to a point where we think quality is compromised, we do definitely advise against certain things. We also promote making sure that the test methods, this is probably like the most difficult thing is um, the test method may be a good test method, but it may not be appropriate for your particular formula. Mm-hmm. So the biggest step that people skip is verifying that process, confirming mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. hey, this is a good match, this method works well with their mm-hmm. product, it's accurate, it's precise, I'm gonna have consistent results, and there's you know integrity behind it, and the consumers can be confident. Um, I think that is probably the biggest battle in the supplement industry, cosmetics, anything outside of the pharma, um, because even if the FDA is involved. Um, they're definitely not having the same type of staff and inspections that pharmaceutical companies have, right? So there's Mm -hmm. some, a little, there's a little bit of a lack. It's regulated, but there's still a little bit relaxed regulations. Um, so that's one of the biggest things across the board that we find because guess what? It's expensive. (laughs) It's time consuming. People want to sell their, You know, product yesterday, they want to market it. So they don't want to spend the time waiting for weeks or months to figure out if it's a good, Mm -hmm. um, method for their product. Um, and it's expensive testing, running this laboratory has opened my eyes in terms of the cost. Um, chemicals, reagent supplies have gone up so much Mm -hmm. for everybody across the board. But, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't think about. We have to use helium, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide. These gases can be very expensive too. And that's just a teeny tiny portion. And um, just like when you buy different brands of cards, different levels of um, like between a Ford motor car or a Porsche, you have the cost difference, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with testing that I don't think people are aware of. There is the one spectrum where it's very cheap minimal quality and then there's a super expensive where it's a highest of quality but it may not always be required mm-hmm. so the key is trying to find the lab that fits your need right. and doing it appropriately
0: now do, do some companies have uh in-house capabilities that that are equivalent or matchers or you know, very big companies uh or do uh companies have kind of a hybrid system where they test in-house but then for special uh needs they outsource to you because you have uh greater capabilities for testing
1: i think there's a little bit of everything there's some companies so i used to work for pharma pharmaceutical companies where it had everything you worked for health. pfizer
0: in fact yeah but they do a I lot did. of quality control work. there yeah, yes. of course yeah
1: yes i used to work for pfizer um while i was in college and afterwards and then i moved to catalan so i worked on a broad range of different types of samples but i'd have to say that when you have a company that has certain people, they may only want to set up a certain amount of testing done to be in-house because it's efficient. Mm-hmm. And then it's more efficient and more cost-effective to send it out. So they have hybrids. They have full in-house. They have hybrids. And there are companies who contract everything out, including mm-hmm. manufacturing. Mm.
0: So, so, I'll give you an example from personal experience. Uh, I, I used to formulate products for my own product line. I, I no longer do so. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. this is about 20 years ago. And, uh, you, you know, I, I, I met a guy who, uh, you know, basically uh, sold materials. And he was pitching me on uh, some EGCG uh, that he had sourced. Mm-hmm. That, a very pure, high-quality EGCG uh, guaranteed uh, 70% uh, EGCG content standardized. Mm-hmm. And I said, great, you know, I, I, I might use your EGCG um, before I start to, you know, make literally uh, hundreds, or perhaps thousands of bottles of this and market this to to my patients right. and to the public. And mm-hmm. so, But I said, before I do that, I'm going to do some due diligence. So give me a sample and I'll have it assayed at my own expense. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was expensive. Right. It, it costs, you know, uh, quite a few hundred dollars to have a little sample assayed. And yep. lo and behold, it came back uh, like about 10 or 12% EGCG. Is that an example of, of some of the things that, that you know, you, you do for manufacturers? You'd make sure not only that product is safe, that it doesn't have chemicals or adulterants, pesticides, mm-hmm. uh, heavy metals, but also the potency. Do you actually look to st- standardize the ingredients
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so there is a few things that go that happens in this industry. Basically, when you're buying raw material, you want to definitely sample what you did was absolutely the right, right path. Um, you want to do that in multiple successions, maybe like the first three lots. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like building a relationship. Yeah. So you want to trust your supplier, right? Because it but could be a
0: bait and switch situation that's... where they give you like the, the real exactly. stuff. And then, you know, they kind of give the, yeah, the cheaper exactly. adulterated stuff. It's, yeah,
1: Yep. it definitely happens. So once you get a shipment, you're supposed to test it again. But yep. so one of the things um, that a lot of people don't have the manpower to do is actually go and audit that supplier. Many times it's overseas. Like You're not going to go to China every time yeah. you need to, you know, right. find a new supplier. Right. So... Um, one of the things that we have been able to work with our clients is when you're buying these materials, you should get the full certificate of analysis for manufacturing. And here's the thing about paper. Um, unless you go and fully audit them and check out their data integrity system and quality management system, anyone can make up a piece of paper. That's how yeah. scary it is. And, and there's a lot of fraud, anything, exactly. right?
0: Right, there's fraud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and sometimes and they have – what? do
1: that to paper.
0: Sometimes what I've heard is that in China <laughs> they have – I'm sorry, they have like Potemkin Village kinds of uh, pharmaceutical like model mm-hmm. uh, uh, places where the inspectors go and it looks great – but actually, the bulk of the manufacturing occurs in some remote village under circumstances yes. that are highly unsanitary. Yes.
1: Right. You know, actually, that's illegal in the U.S. because you're supposed to make it, you're supposed to submit all the information to the FDA. Um, because that's dishonest. But it does happen. I'm not saying it never happens. It definitely happens. And it's worse the further you get out of the U.S., mm-hmm. I think. Um but FDA has stepped in, and they're starting to go and inspect or hire third-party companies to go and inspect these sites overseas, okay. too. That's
0: expensive um, and, and time-consuming. Yeah. It is.
1: Yeah. it is. But they're supposed to submit all these locations. You're, su- you're supposed to give the location of even supplements, what farm you bought it from, what strain it is. All that's supposed to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Transparency is something that's always been necessary, but it hasn't been really pushed until recently, the last few years, um, because people are starting to ask questions. Everyone with COVID, they're more aware of testing laboratories. They're more aware of, hey, how is this being made? How is this safe for us? How how can I administer this in, to my children? You know, is it going to have effects later on? Um, so people are a lot more aware, and I think consumer safety is incredibly important and. There's a lot of different organizations that advocate for that, but I feel like third-party laboratories like us, we have this special place where we are like the last line of defense before it goes to public, mm-hmm. right? So I highly always recommend qualifying your supplier testing everything that they say they confirmed already at their manufacturing site. And then when you receive it, doing it again at least three times and qualifying them again every two years, because you're right, they can change things and not tell you anything. So even if you yourself are just virtual company, you contract out manufacturing, you contract out bottling, labeling, the art, everything, you're still responsible. The people who own the brand becomes responsible from beginning to the end. Uh, And so who they use, who their third party, like if a manufacturer is using a different laboratory, whether it's like us or another lab, you're still responsible to make sure that they formed good quality partnership with whoever they reached out to to test for your product, even if you yourself are not manufacturing it. So there's these things that people don't, uh, they are not aware of, and they kind of skip those quality points in the quality steps. And that's where adulterants and impurities can come into play and you can miss it because you don't have a third party laboratory in your own home. You're not going to test every bottle that goes out to the consumers. Right. right. Um, and when you test the EGCG, the reason why it's expensive is because the reference standard, your sample should always be compared to a standard and those standards can get expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, a while back, uh, you know, a couple of administrations ago here in New York, uh, invariably, the governors, uh, you know, either resign in scandal or they're <laughs> they're mm-hmm. indicted. <laughs> but uh, there was actually uh, an attorney general uh, who spearheaded a campaign to reveal fraud in supplements. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, what they did is they used what's called a, a DNA fingerprint to ascertain mm-hmm. whether there was real, live, potent material in various uh, mm-hmm. herbal supplements. And when I saw that, I said, uh, well, they, they came up with a nil. You know, the, the results show that there was no uh, active compound in some of the supplements that were sold by major uh, uh, mm-hmm. health food stores in big chains like GNC and so on were, were tagged with that. Right. But it seems to me, and a lot of people in the supplement industry and in the herbal industry said, uh, of course, they used the wrong test you got to know what tests to use to to mm-hmm. assay properly. That you actually need to use, uh, like gas chromatography or some technique like that, mm-hmm. uh, instead mm-hmm. of looking for a like a DNA signature. So, could you speak to that instance? Mm-hmm. Do you do you recall that that was a, that was a while back?
1: Um, I can't say hundred percent sure if I remember studying that or reading upon what had happened around that situation, but I definitely agreed that. When you're looking for something and the purity of a material or your finished product or you're trying to make sure this whole compound, is, this whole product is good, um, one test is not sufficient. It is a group of tests that you need to complete. So DNA may tell you one thing, mm-hmm. um, an assay by GC or an LC or titration or other wet chemistry techniques that don't require instrumentation. Um, you have to do all of those things collectively to say that hey this product is it is what it is it matches a label and is safe for the consumers mm-hmm. um and the true identity is there because even when we work with certain materials there's not just one id there's actually multiple different id tests to say hey this truly is this mm-hmm. so it's not enough to say hey i did one out of the 10 tests it should be good enough um it actually isn't because if there's multiple different ways of doing an ID test, you need all of them because they only hit a certain aspect of the material or your product. So having the DNA could add to identifying the identification of the material to make Whether sure it's the that right it is the right species correct. or something right. like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but it's only a portion. It's not going to tell you everything. So there's different types of techniques and methods um, in the toolbox, basically, that each lab has, um, and people should ask, hey, what else? Because there's so many resources out there and labs like us and companies um, that have connections. We have we refer to a lot of reference books. We refer to a lot of resource books. Um, So they should always ask. I don't think doing one DNA test is enough. For assays, DNA is good, um, especially in botanicals, because Mm -hmm. you want to make sure it's the correct material. But to get true assay, um, you have to do multiple different things. And GC is just a portion there's an lc there's so many other techniques and you're right there's different methods that work for certain materials and sometimes it's the wrong method it does not always work um and so it takes a team i'd right. have to say it takes a team and people spend a lot of time doing r&d research uh, and that's and development why you're, you're, make you're sure a white
0: uh, lab coat uh chemist you know <laughs> with your training in, in chemistry uh, <laughs> a graduate of the University of Michigan. Uh, good stuff. Okay, we're going to pause for uh, a few, s- for, uh, to, to uh, go to part two. In, in part two, uh, I want to open the lens on uh, a very, very controversial area, which is CBD. There's such a profusion of products out there, it really confuses <laughs> the consumer. Uh, and, and some people say, well, you know, I tried CBD, it doesn't really work for me. And, but maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, they went to a head shop or a smoke shop and got something that was not potent or adulterated, uh, and that doesn't really tell the the full story. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, testing for the active constituents of uh, cannabinoid Mm -hmm. products, uh, hemp-derived products, CBD, uh, which is an area that uh, your lab, NJ Labs, is expanding to. And just Mm -hmm. uh, give us a, a link where people can find out more about NJ Labs
1: Our link, our website is www.njlabs.com, njlabs.com.
0: Okay, great. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.